Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another Water Trio Astrology Podcast episode. I'm here with my dear friends and colleagues, Cassandra and Alicia, and we are going to bring you some astro insights for the week starting Monday, December 16. So we're kind of now into the thick of the middle of December with all the madness and change of schedules that this can be a week to prepare for. How are you both doing? Yeah, good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Ready for Capricorn season. Ready for Capricorn season. Do you guys do Christmas mm-hmm. trees? Like when do you put them up? I might have been up for a month already. Right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> both of you have fake Christmas trees then, given that you live in Australia and it's so hot. Yep. And this was the year that we fully just stood back and let the kids do it. We helped with the lights, but other than that, and um, yeah, it literally looks like a Christmas fairy vomited all over the tree tinsel. Right. But right. Um, the kids loved it and they had a great time. So yeah. And it's really all about the kids, isn't it? Totally. So I'm waiting for the thing to fall over because all the decorations are in one corner. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christmas with kids. It's all about the kids. Oh, my God, totally. Yeah, well, I've got a cat that's a little bit curious about the tree and every now and then I see him have a little nibble on, like, the lights or I have <laughs> see him have a little nibble on one of the Christmas decorations. But... He's just, a, you know, likes to sit underneath the tree, so that's kind of cool. But he's that's not sweet. trying to climb it or do anything too crazy, which is great. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I'm yeah, because I've heard. Hor- Sorry, cat. Sorry, Leish. Oh no, I just heard horror stories of cats pulling down trees in the middle of the night and things like yeah. that. So, do your cats <laughs> do that, Kel? No, they're actually very well behaved. Um, I think. When they were kittens, we did worry about it and we'd always try and secure the top of the tree somehow into the wall or the roof. Uh, but these days they're a little bit uh, more mature ladies and they they do like to, um, like the lower branches, you know, if there might be bells and we've strategically sort of put the ornaments so the more fragile ornaments go higher up the tree and then on the bottom layers we have more soft felt um, we have some tartan ones that Peter's mum gave us and then we have some woodland type um, stuff and so we put them on the bottom. But really we've never had any big dramas. They sometimes like to hit the branches because we usually yes. do a real tree and so we have to be very strategic about when we put it up because, you know, you don't want it to die before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they, they like the, um, the, the branches to play with. Yeah. Yeah. So I do love a good Christmas tree uh, or a solstice tree or whatever you're celebrating. I just, the trees at this time of year, it's such a, it's such so much part of older festivals than even the Christian origin Mm. ones. Uh, So it always Mm. feels festive on many levels, if you like. Yeah, it's interesting. I found out the other day that it was Queen Victoria and King Albert that were the ones that really brought in the institution of the Christmas tree. I mean, they got it from the, um, the Scandinavian Germans. area yeah. and the Germans, yeah. But yeah. in in our you know English Western um, society, that's very much where it came from. So. Yeah, they had this one year where they put up this enormous tree and they took a photo in front of it and that was when everyone went, oh, we'll do what the Queen does. So Yeah, I mean, Albert and Victoria introduced a lot of things that have become sort of cultural norms. So that's interesting. Mm. I didn't know that piece, Leash. Yeah, they are... I think the white wedding dress came from them as well. Maybe. Don't quote me. I've got a vague recollection. But anyway, these are lovely uh, historical reflections (laughs) coming in. It's so very (laughs) Very Capricorn, Capricorn. actually. (laughs) Because they were the ones that really supported the Industrial Revolution as well because they saw it as a way for people to get out of poverty. So they were the ones that really drove that in the UK. So interesting to see where 
Anyway, yeah. I love digressing, it. Oh my gosh, digressing. We are digressing, <laughs> but this is great. So I actually think I might be going first with this week, which is um, – Yes, I'm gonna yes do, you are. Yep. So I've got to introduce myself, uh, which is always a big <laughs> wish. So the aspect I wanted to share with you all this week was Mercury square Neptune. So Mercury and Sag has now kind of come to the middle point. He's got a square Neptune. So 16 Sag to 16 Pisces. And this is happening Thursday, December 19th, if you're in Canada and the States, and you'll feel that on Friday afternoon, as Leishy was just telling us, uh, if you're in Australia And the reason I think we all need to know about this aspect is this is actually, I think, one of the more tricky or difficult, it's not quite the right word, but annoying or irritating might be a good phrase for this word. It's not Mercury retrograde, but I think it's going to have a lot of the feelings or the qualities of a Mercury retrograde in that Mercury dancing with Neptune can get overwhelmed, can be saying yes to things that it has no ability to follow through on. And there is a a general feeling of like maybe having too much on your plate or just feeling like everything has come to a head. And, you know, when I think about, okay, this is the Thursday or Friday at the end of what is like the year in terms of some school schedules and, you know, work schedules. I know many of us will be working through the holiday period, but for the most part, you know, Friday or the end of this week is really sort of the end of the main uh, the main regular stuff. We're all going on to different schedules. And uh, I just thought it felt a bit chaotic and a little bit messy in terms of so much going on at once and it being hard to keep track of all the, the threads and the loose ends. So, so I know I don't know. There's a lot we can do about that. I mean, if you've got the the clarity of mind to do a little meditation or something in the morning, or to try and do things in advance so that you're not like the first part of this week is pretty clear. So I think if you've got things you need to do, run out Monday, Tuesday, and sort of get them done. Um, but if you, yeah, Thursday last minute stuff is probably just going to be a little chaotic. So just be patient. Uh, I think is the best we can do here. What are your thoughts on this, gals? Well, here in Australia, it will be the first week, the end of the first week of school holidays. So I think there'll be a lot of us mums reaching for the glass of wine um, because we've been dealing with kids home overexcited about Christmas and just trying to like think through the noise. And I think as well, like it's definitely not a time to be holding off, like trying to do last minute Christmas shopping. My tip would be to not be trying to make lists and do things that require detailed thinking yeah. um, on that kind of Thursday, Friday period. So maybe make it about, you know, getting out and, and doing something that goes with the flow, you know, take the kids to the beach, spend spend the day a- around water or where there isn't that detailed thinking required because Mercury in Sagittarius isn't good at the detailed thinking anyway. You know, it's yeah. trying to make big big picture stuff uh, and then add Neptune into the mix. Yeah, I, I get totally get your analogy for the mini Mercury retrograde. So just be, yeah, be calm, be let go, drop yes. your expectations and just see where the day takes you. So, yeah, what about you, Cass? Yeah, I think it's a pretty apt astrological configuration for the start of the holidays here. It's like I'm checked out, I'm just in Neptune land and I'm going to um, enjoy the season. So, yeah, not really a great deal to sort of add there. Um, It's definitely, well, you know, the last weekend prior to uh, the Christmas rush. So I would imagine, you know, if you can – you know, sort out all your gift giving or your, your Christmas list or your present lists uh, for everybody before then, it's definitely a, an ideal time. But, you know, 
For us in Australia, I'm not sure so much how it works in the US, but this is really the end of the working year. People will start taking that week between Christmas and New Year off. So it's I think it's a wonderful way to sort of, you know, start that holiday break, Mercury, Neptune. I'm not worried about the details. I'm going to, you know, head to the beach or uh, spend my time by the fire, you know, whatever it is, depending on what side of the globe you're on. But I think it's, you know, not the ideal for, you know, checking off the list and um, the to-do to stuff, but it's great just to kind of relax and don't worry about the details because it's it's holiday time, you know, it's time to sort of rest and enjoy and, and go with the flow with things. And I think if you uh, can sort of maybe know that this aspect is coming and where possible prepare, like prepare all the maybe the food shopping you've got to do as much as you can, prepare any gift giving that you can as much. And then this aspect is not really going to be too much of an issue hopefully. But yeah. there will definitely yep. be, you know, change of plans, change of things. Someone says, oh, they they were going to come to my house for, you know, uh, celebrations and now they're not. It's going to be a few logistical snafus, no doubt. So, but anyway. yeah. I was even thinking about flying places for Christmas as people do. It's like just check your boarding times, like check all that stuff, make sure it's right. And, you know, if there is a delay, head to the airport bar. <laughs> right, like, yeah, you just, give Neptune an outlet that way. <laughs> Exactly. But it is definitely like if you do have to do some kind of mercurial thing, then just check it and check it and check it again, just to make sure that things don't get lost in the vagueness of Neptune. Totally. Mm. Yeah. I think holiday travel could be a little bit messy. I hadn't thought about that, but that, yeah. Look, I had to travel recently, like on the Mercury station and there were a few delays, but I had left early enough that it didn't, you know, prevent the trip going ahead. Uh, and I'm thinking about the snowy climate and thir this Thursday is like the last day. It's the second last day of school. The kids will typically go back on the Friday, not always. Um, and I'm thinking it feels like movie and pizza night type of thing where you're just mm. taking the pressure off, you're curling up with a movie or you're just something where everyone can just mentally zone out a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah break out the... Um Christmas movies like, you know, totally. kids' movies like Polar Express or, you know, The Grinchville Store Christmas. Or what's the other one? Uh, the, the Love the love Actually. That's oh, like I our love, love Christmas actually. every year. Uh, we watch that movie. Yes. Usually cooking a turkey, watching I Love Actually. Love Actually. I watched a Christmas movie already and I can't remember which one I watched. I haven't watched The Holiday. I do like that one. That's one of my favourite yes. ones. But I did watch something. Oh, The Family Stone. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that yeah, one. I love that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. But wow, I, I'm a bit of a, a holiday movie Grinch then, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, I, like I, I, I don't think there's any Metallica contribution here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Linky no, might like um, the, uh, we watched one called Arthur Christmas, which is kind of okay. cool. The kids love that and they want to watch it all year round. It's not just for Christmas, but yeah. I'll probably go into like mega Cancerian mode at this time, I like, myself a little scotch and put on a bit of Frank Sinatra Christmas or Harry Connick mm. Jr. because I love Harry Connick Jr. Of course. Way better, way better than Michael Bublé. But anyway, we won't go there. And, um, you know, and I do my baking, a little bit of scotch for me, scotch for this. And yeah, like I just love, I get all Kurtzarian and, and love to yeah. bake. If I've got Have you made your Christmas over. pudding yet, Cass? No. Oh, yeah, Christmas cake. I think we cake. talked about this last year. Yeah. yeah. My Christmas cake is the best. But no, I just, I don't know, I've really lost my, I've been a bit of a Grinch these last few years. Just, um, yeah, I'll, I'll make up some other treats. 
Yeah. The trouble is I eat it. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. And like the people that have been around me can take or leave it. So it's like, okay, well, if I make this thing, I'm going to be wearing this thing. I don't want to yes. do that. So yes. Yeah. Maybe you need to make it for water trio time in the beginning of January. Oh, my God, totally. I'm all over that. No, you, you need a several months uh, wind into this. So I usually make this cake no later than sort of October. So then you can add more rum into it and the cake has time cake. to mature. Yeah, yeah. So it the longer you can um, add that alcohol to it, it really does make it really rich and uh, well-preserved. Like it just has a real matureness to it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. My, so we're having my, all the Christmas nostalgia <laughs> moments here, which is very Mercury-Neptune too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm like, I feel like we could spend the next half hour talking about this, but I'm going to uh, bring the satin in here. And uh, I think you're up next, Leash, with your uh, Capricorn season intro. Yes. So um, it is time for the sun to move in and join all the other planets that are there in Capricorn and really bring that focus to this area of our chart. So this is the backdrop and it also is the solstice. So this is that time of the year that really marks a major turning point where we have, you know, the longest day here in Australia, the shortest day in uh, with our Northern Hemisphere friends. And it is going to bring a, more of a spotlight a shining into all the Capricorn that's been going on and getting us ready for the eclipses that are coming up. Mm. So, you know, I just personally, I think that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the grounding um, and it'll be interesting to see the sun as it joins in all these areas, but it's just the feeling of let's get real, let's get ready. Let's see what 2020 is going to bring. Um, I know that we've still got the holidays in between, but there's, there still will be that stirring just because there is such a focus on Capricorn this year, that stirring of it's not just about the holidays. Let's see where the future's taking us and have a look and just move beyond this. So I feel like in a way, maybe the celebrations this year will have a little bit more of a sober quality to them. There won't be as much of the celebratory or people kind of um, honing things back a bit. You know, even in some of the conversations I've been having with people, they're saying we're not spending loads on Christmas this year. We're not going to be having all the dishes and all the meals. You know, we might just have four different dishes rather than the eight that we normally have. So there's just a feeling of, yeah, a bit a bit of contraction and a bit of reining things in and not going the whole hog with things, which often happens over, you know, next week. So it just feels like this is the heartbringer for that time. What about you gals? Cass? What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the solstice. I mean, this is one of the major events on the astrological calendar for the year, you know. It's, I love... I guess because I, you know, my birthday is just a few days after the, you know, the June solstice. So I feel like I've always sort of seen, you know, the birthday, you know, Christmas slash solstice as a bit of a, a halfway point in our year, um, you know, even before I knew about astrology. So I do love this time to, you know, we gather our friends, we gather our family or, you know, whoever's important in our life and we reflect on the last six months and start to 
celebrate what we have and, you know, think about the things that we want for the future. So I really kind of see Capricorn season as that sort of consolidation before you sort of expand out again. Um, And I love that, you know, how it kind of works, at least here in Australia, it's such a wind down time, you know, in business and in, in, you know, it's like for us, it's the, you know, this summer vacation, you know, the kids are off school for weeks now, like eight weeks or something. So there's this real feeling of joy and celebration, yet that sort of grounded consolidation and just to sort of reflect. And I think this year, as you mentioned, Leisha, it'll be quite poignant because we have a new decade that we're moving into and there's so much kind of, I think, maybe pressure or focus that people are really kind of feeling like, oh, this has got to be my best decade yet, you know, and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of uh, feeling around that. So I just think the Capricorn season is just a really beautiful time to to ground and focus and grow. Um, and I think sometimes we forget the growth comes after and it's, I think, it's an important thing to consider because Capricorn is such a heavy energy right now. It's not, you know, after every winter there's springtime. So it's yeah. not all Metallica. That was Pearl Jam. That was so. Pearl Jam. I love it. <laughs> I mean, the seasonal metaphor I do totally relate to, relate to and even more so after having lived in the Northern Hemisphere for a mm. number of years now. The funny thing is, you know, in Australia, this is not just Christmas, but it's the start of the summer holidays. So to our Canadian and American listeners, it's like a mashup of July and August with Christmas or Thanksgiving all put together. All together, yeah. But that's what it is in Australia. But in North America, Christmas is like a few days and then you're sort of back to work or Mm. back, you know, Mm. the kids have a two-week break from school. So by January 7th, I think all the schools are back. Uh, So it it does create this more intense um, jamming things in kind of quality. And I think that pressure might feel a little stronger this year because there is so much going on in Capricorn. But it does, I like the seasonal metaphor of winter of pausing and reflecting. And, you know, if you are in the Northern Hemisphere where it is winter, you know, you're naturally inclined to be inside more and doing less just because it's so cold. I'm looking outside right now at frost over trees and there was frost on the windows this morning. And I know back in Canada where we lived, there's quite a lot of snow already. So it does invite that kind of quiet, inner, reflective state. And I think one of the other ideas that I always think winter is good for um, and therefore the, the Capricorn season is good for is the shedding. So the shedding of the old, the letting go of baggage, even connecting with what might what fears or limitations might have delayed your progress this year and are there some fears that you can work with so that you don't get held back by them again. But it is definitely, I think you were saying this, Leish, it is a slowing down energy. You know, we come out of the sun in Sag season and the sun hits Capricorn. It's like, oh, I've got to get better with my time management or my time awareness, if you like. Uh, but yeah. as you said, Cass, I do like the solstice. I mean, to me, this is the energetic celebration, you know, of the season. So the weekend of the 21st and 22nd, depending on where you are, the sun enters Capricorn. And that that's a, that's a significant sort of turning point in the solar journey from an astronomical or from a seasonal perspective. And that's, that's why it's sort of been celebrated. And it used to be the start, I think, of like this 12-day festival, like these 12 days that they couldn't fit into the calendar were just this, you know, um, altered reality where, you know, 
people mm. that normally had power didn't have power. And, you know, so the whole Saturnalia or, you know, that sort of idea, um, which predates um, the Christian celebrations of Christmas. So it is, it's a very ancient time of pausing and feasting and celebrating and being out of your normal schedule. So, yeah, yeah. yeah what I like about this time, I mean, we don't physically feel it here because it's the height of the summer and we're out and about and doing all the things, but, you know, we're not from a, a traditional standpoint, it's, you know, the summer was about working the fields and working the crops and making sure you had enough food, whereas the Capricorn time is when you're indoors with people and you're learning and you're sharing people and you're growing your mind in a different kind of way in a more, you know, it's either satin in the fields or satin learning. So it's this sort of different energy there. Um, and there's still growth. It's still bounty. It's still progress, but a different form and shape of it. So, and I think that's, you know, what we do when we celebrate with people, we celebrate our experiences and our wisdom and our progress and our hopes and dreams for the future. So all of those things I feel when the sun makes these big turning points is is something to really consider as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And that dovetails beautifully into that whole, you know, this is the the, the mystical seagoat, that, that old wisdom piece that comes along yes. with Capricorn. It, it's mm-hmm. almost, you know, the, the, the storytelling that would happen at times like this is sitting beside the fire listening to the old warriors talk about old battles or, you know, that the old grandmothers share their wisdom of herbs and, 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 um, and food. So it's, it's that time to actually be with the more mature things and to be with oh, the older wisdom and to, yeah. to settle back and allow allow, you know, the older people in our life to have time. And, and for ev- for all of us, as we come into Christmas, there is that opportunity to show respect for the older generation and, mm. and to spend more time with them and share, mm. you know, going through a personal story of my father with dementia. It is really key for me to spend that time exploring his past with him because that's where he feels more comfortable now. And Mm. there's a lot I can learn from him because I'm realising now as I'm moving into my more mature years just how different generations are. And so, you know, I want to carry that, be a torchbearer that carries that light forward um, so that my own children don't miss out on all that came before. And I think often in our society today, we're so focused on what's new and what's what's young and what's fresh that we forget of the importance of of the mature wisdom too. So, Mm. yeah, it's, it's a great thing to be doing during Capricorn season. Oh, Leish, that's so beautiful. I'm like, I want to get all the grandparents to tell all their stories, you know, all the yeah. aunts and uncles to tell their stories. And as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, if you are lucky enough to have extended family that you do see at this time of year, you know, it is a chance to hear some of the old family lore, you know. I remember mm. when. We always tease my dad about that. And um, <laughs> But yeah. as, as we get older, we're all very happy to hear whatever dad remembered way back when. You know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, dad's just being a funny dad and, you know, stuck in the past, but now it's like, tell us more. Can we record this or what have you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I had to, when I was studying counselling, I had to interview my grandmother about, um, it's called Geniograms, and I treasure that recording I have of her now because um, she's no longer with us and it's just... I'm so glad to have had that. But, you know, this is also potentially a time to check in on your elderly neighbours and make Mm -hmm. sure that they're okay. Invite them into your celebrations because they're, you know, 
we are so distant from everything. So, yeah, make sure that the the elders in our tribe are not left alone in this time. Yeah, and that's like that's a big Capricorn theme, isn't it? That idea of isolation. So, mm. you know, if you're lucky enough, you know, to have people to celebrate with, just be mindful that there might be people who are feeling a little bit alone and, and what are the ways you could reach out and connect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, that's a good treatment of Capricorn season. And we're going to have a lot more to say about <laughs> Capricorn in next week's episode too because there's, like, so much happening in Capricorn next week. Um, but, yeah. Cass, you've got, like, a whole different kettle of fish to share Speaking with us. Speaking of yeah. um, traditions, yes. let's go break them now. Yeah, let's go break them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on uh, Sunday, December 22, we have an aspect between Venus and Uranus. And so that's a square forming across two degrees of Venus and Aquarius and two degrees of Uranus in Taurus. So take all that Capricorn and just throw it out the window now. No, I'm only joking. Well, just so for the day Venus, at least. <laughs> yeah, Venus and Uranus is kind of like, well, if there are some traditions that are just not serving you anymore, perhaps there mm-hmm. are people in your family that are not people you want to be spending time with. Um, it might be about sort of going, hey, well, no, I'm going to buck this tradition, I'm going to buck this thing, and I'm going to do it my own way. So, you know, Venus is um, wanting to, in Aquarius, she's looking beyond the tradition. She's wanting to form new traditions, form new connections, form new alliances. And so with Uranus, um, you know, in the mix here, it might be, okay, well, I want freedom from those traditions. I want freedom from those old things. And I want to do this holiday season or this, this stuff a little bit differently. So, um, and I think with the, you know, Venus going through Aquarius, it's not totally throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You know, this is, let's bring in the traditions. Let's bring in the, the past but let's sort of also keep the future in mind as well. So this might even kind of herald a time where you are, you know, you have the old people in your family and the new people, uh, maybe uh, siblings or what have you. There's new partners, there's new relationships, and it's like, oh, well, now I need to do things because I have a new partner or, you know, the, the, the old structures are getting a little bit broken up potentially there as well. But this is also a really great aspect if you want to do things a little bit differently or shake up routines, of course, in an existing relationship or with existing friendships or people that you're close with. It's like, okay, acknowledging this is not working for me anymore. I want to do things a little bit differently. And maybe kind of uh, whatever frustrations are building up, it's addressing them and mm. uh, and bringing them up and out rather than having them inside and festering and causing uh, more problems. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a friction. It's a little bit kind of dynamic and could certainly upset the apple cart potentially at a time of year where expectations are can be really high mm. for some people in some families. And so if you are feeling uncomfortable or if you are feeling like, hey, I don't want to do this thing, you know, this Venus-Uranus aspect on Sunday is, is going to perhaps make that known <laughs> within you and then it's your choice how you might want to approach um, a given situation that you're that you might be struggling with or feeling restricted by as well mm. what do you girls think about this it's an interesting timing this one isn't it yeah yes 
Leaf. You go, Cal. <laughs> okay. You go, Cal. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I do. I always like when we get a splash of Uranus in the holiday season because I do think it's a bit of a cosmic invitation to shake up those staid traditions or those we always do it like this. It's like, but why and do we need to? Like have circumstances changed that maybe – you know, if there's young children come into the family and your partners, as you're saying, Cass, just doing things differently. Because uh, there is the, the Venus square Uranus. I mean, she's the ruler of Uranus in Taurus. So there is that real sense of I want freedom. I want to do things differently. I don't want to be bored. I don't just want to be going through the motions and doing same old, same old. Uh, I think because it's happening in the US and Canada, certainly it's Sunday, the 22nd of December. So it's like the Sunday before Christmas, which is very common for people to have big family events, you know, on the weekends around Christmas, be Monday morning in Australia. So yeah, just being flexible also, because I think things might not quite go to plan. Um, so letting yourself shake things up where and when possible um, is a great idea. Leish? Yeah, I was just having a look because I remember this time last year there were there was a, some Uranus stuff in the mix as well. We were yep. talking about shaking things up and yet this is the first time Uranus has been in Taurus um, for the, the holiday season. And yes. what my feeling is um, that we are going to put our values on how we want to change the planet in a different way. So I'm wondering whether people are going to be spending less or buying things that have a more longevity or are not going to be as harmful to the planet as before. Because I think, you know, this year with Uranus in Taurus for so much of the time, and especially here in Australia, the whole climate change things really come up to our faces. The whole, you know, environmental issues and sustainable issues that are coming up are, are there. And look, you know, this is something I'm passionate about, which is why I'm seeing it. But it's just the feeling of, you know what, we don't need to buy all the things, you know, mm. let's spend our money in a different way, or let's show our value for people in a different way. Maybe it's the presence of being with people rather than buying presents for them, um, actually showing up and spending time with them. And, you know, I had, I belong to this group on Facebook called Natural New Age Mums and she, um, shout out to Sonia because I think she's one of our listeners, but she said the other day, she's wrote a blog about $10 Christmases and they're, you know, it's, they've been doing it the last few years and she's saying it's so much better because they go to op shops, they spend the day, you know, doing their Christmas shopping at op shops, which is repurposing, reusing. But that idea of, you know, it's very Capricorn being very thrifty, but it's also goes against the tradition of, you know, let's just go to Kmart or go to Big W and just spend hundreds of dollars and then end up with this massive credit card hangover in January. So it's just rethinking the model of how we do Christmas, rethinking the model of how we show our value to people um, and, you know, just kind of blowing apart those old traditions like you've both been talking about. So, yeah. That's a good That's point, Leish, about like the environmental component of, of consumption basically and whether if we mm. think differently about it, the potential positive changes that we can contribute to. Um, and I do think there's something, you know, whether it's Uranus in Taurus or Jupiter in Capricorn, there is a little bit more of a frugal tone um, and being mm. more mindful of resources, using the earth and, and that idea of reusing or repurposing or recycling, you know, before going for something new. Um, and I, I've noticed that myself, you know, just kicking in already is like, do you really need that? Or do you already have four things like that in your kitchen cupboard or in your wardrobe? And maybe you could just wear those out first kind of thing. Whereas, you know, previously, 
obviously with all the fire stuff, it would have been like, oh, just get it, you know. So there's definitely, definitely a shift in perspective. Yeah, some people are even talking about going out and buying secondhand scarves and using that instead of wrapping paper, you know, yes. to save the trees and, and um, or there's that Japanese method of wrapping, you know, and you actually buy these beautiful squares that then becomes that person's present so they can yes. then wrap with Use that. It on. And, yeah. Going yeah, forward. So. And mm. there's, Hello, um, there's our uh, mascot, <laughs> Winnie. Oh, look at him. <laughs> he looks... Uh, very, I'm not sure what he looks like today. Well, it, it's 6 p.m. and he's a man that wants his dinner at 6. Right. So okay. he's probably not looking very exuberant. Yeah, right he now. looks a little <laughs> bit more like reflective um, and he's like, feed me, mama. Um, yeah. Oh, look at his face. But um, I did hear a statistic talking about wrapping paper and, <laughs> and so on that at least in Australia, what we spend on wrapping paper can wrap the globe eight times. Oh, my God. Actually, yeah, I heard a similar one about how it could actually power a bus. You know, the amount of biofuel we use in our cards and paper, it could power a bus to go to the moon like 125 times or something ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, really. I mean, I think even the fact that we're talking about all this is so Venus-Uranus too, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up. Uranus definitely wakes us up. Give things a shake up where you can. Yes. Um, so that's the end of the week, gals, isn't it? Yeah, a that lot of focus us, in the yeah. end of the week. Yeah, and this week is definitely more loaded at the end in terms of just mm. when when the astrological stuff is happening. So what do you both have going on? Anything you want to let our listeners know about either this week or that you've got coming up? Yep, this is my last week of consults um, before just taking a break. I will be working... Yeah, I'm not back to work until the 2nd of January. So I do have a couple of slots left this week if anyone is looking for a consult for the year ahead. And my webinar on eclipses is available for download too. So head over to my website for that. Excellent. What about you gals? Cass? Yeah, I've got so many things still in the pipeline. At time of recording, I'm not really too sure what's going to be um, actually available or not. But if you are interested in more like learning about astrology um, from the ground up or some specialist type of webinars for more advanced students, just jump onto the courses page um, and you can sign up to the mailing list. Uh, there is a subscription service coming soon, a membership. So really excited to be sort of, it's not up and running yet. It's technically crawling. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's technically crawling, but uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's happening. So if you want to learn more, just jump in on the courses page and you can um, be added to the mailing list there. And uh, so all will be revealed in 2020 probably. So yeah, super stay tuned exciting. for that. Super How about exciting. You, yeah, so I will just let our listeners know again about my two workshops coming up uh, in Sydney in January and then in New York in early February about year ahead planning. We'll be I'll be taking you through the technique of annual perfection so you can see which parts of your chart are being personally activated for the year ahead. And we'll also take a deep dive look at the transits for 2020. So you can join me for a fun day in either Sydney or New York. 
And the other thing I will mention is my monthly membership, funnily enough, Kaz. I always like to just remind people that that exists. So if you do want info about every aspect happening each week and each month, you can sign up via the homepage at kellysastrology.com for my monthly astrology guide. So just scroll down to the bottom of the page and all the info you need is there. Uh, Cass and Lee, do you want to give it, just say what your websites are before we wrap up so people know where to find you? I know the links will be below, but. Uh, mine is alishayusuf.com. Excellent. And CassandraTindall.com. Excellent. So that's super easy for people. And if you are enjoying the show, please do uh, subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes and even leave a comment below. Um, The comments and the ratings do really help other people find our show. So if you're enjoying it and you think other people would, uh, we really appreciate that. But otherwise, we wish you all a great uh, end to the official schedule and we look forward. We'll be back all through the the holiday season. So we'll be back uh, very soon with an episode for next. Next week, but until then, take care. Happy pre Christmas preparations. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone.